When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is Tuesday, October 13, 2020. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might... Learn something new like the 2020 NBA champions, Los Angeles Lakers. What did I tell you? I told you last week. I told you last week. I already congratulated them in advance. 2020 NBA champions, the Los Angeles Lakers. But damn, I thought they were going to win in game five. Uh, what a game game five was. Game six, blowout. What a, what a dominant performance by the Lakers, right? We talked a little bit about it on Halo Halo Mix number 90, but I'm going to go more in-depth into it right now. Uh, I know I told you I wasn't going to talk much about basketball, but you know what? Fuck it. It's news, bro. And I'm really, I'm really, I got a lot to say about it. So first, let's talk about game five. Game five. I thought the Lakers were going to, you know, win that easily. Dude, they, that was a hard-fought game. Can we please talk about fucking Danny Green and Markeith Morris? Okay. So everyone was mad at Danny Green because he missed the shot at the end. You know what? That's all good. It's all fair. You know, it's it's a tough, it's a pressure shot. Even though he was wide open, you're going to miss that, you know, probably 50% of the time, especially probably even more during a uh, clutch situation like that. But that that was no excuse for how poorly Danny Green has played on the offensive end throughout the series. He was so bad, man. Throughout the series, like missing open jumpers. And that's why he, I think he's, he's paid $15 million. However, we cannot discount the fact that he was all very solid on defense. Okay. So Danny Green, he's on the floor because of defense and supposedly for three pointers, but this series he was not. But that Markeith Morris play, if you watch game five, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go on YouTube, type in Markeith M-A-R-K-I-E-F-F Morris Game 5 You will see what I'm talking about What the hell was he thinking, bro? <laughs> you know, I don't I mean, I was I was, I told you last week I was kind of going for the heat Because I wanted the game The series to go longer But I, I don't like seeing teams Either team win Or lose, rather From stupid stuff Like, they didn't even get a shot A good shot off uh, Besides Daddy Green shot they, they had one more chance and they, they didn't even get to, you know, hoist it up. Terrible decision. But anyway, moving on to game six. I have so much to say about that. First of all, congratulations once again to the Lakers. <clears throat> I'll talk about LeBron James last because I have the most to say about him. But I like the other storylines. Dwight Howard. If you go on Reddit, NBA subreddit, there's so many, like, stories of behind the scenes of what happened after the championship. Dwight Howard went on his Insta. I think it was his Instagram live. And he was so emotional. He was so emotional. He said, you know, uh, you know, pursue your dreams. Cause if you don't know anything about Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, one of the best centers probably of all time. I mean, he, maybe he's in the, he's for sure in the top 20. I don't know if top 15, but he's in the top 20. I, some might even say he's top 10. Cause if you, if you caught him during the early 2010s, dude, he was so dominant. Like he won defensive player of the year, what, four times, five times, something like that. 
He was a rebounding beast, a shot blocking beast. His, he was never a, a polished. He never became a polished offensive player, even though he worked with like Hakeem Olajuwon. I know he tried that for a while, but he just could never get a back to the basket game going. But he was really dominant. And honestly, I'm kind of happy for him. I, I, I was on that boat where I was calling him a soft bitch. The way he, he left, he left LA and he was, you know, he was play, he played with Kobe when they were in LA together. And I thought they were going to be champions that year because, you know, they were so dominant. They had Steve Nash, Metal World Peace, Paul Gasol. Of course, due to injuries and just team chemistry was not meshing. It never worked out. But I was really happy for Dwight Howard, man. I mean, he won, at least he's an NBA champion. So from that era of superstars, the only one that I think doesn't really have a championship, uh, or at least one that deserves one, I think is Carmelo Anthony, who I thought was going to join the Lakers this year. I'm so happy he got picked up by Portland because nobody wanted him. I don't know why. I knew, you know, Melo's a baller, dude. He's a baller. You know, he was a baller for New York. Even though he got cut from OKC and, and Houston, I thought he was still solid. He just, he just needed a more time. Uh, he did get picked up by Portland and he played well there. So it proves that he can still play. But Cy Young, he could have been with the Lakers this year. Uh, instead of, let's say, I don't know, who could it, whose spot could he have filled? Like J.R. Smith, who's a, a champion again, who took his shirt off. Right before the end of the game. <laughs> Freaking J.R. Smith, man. <clears throat> uh, another storyline that I'm really happy with is Rajon Rondo. So I've always been a Rajon Rondo fan. And because, you know, he, he can't really shoot. I don't know. For th- whatever reason, this playoffs, he became a three-point threat. Believe it or not. But, that, that you know, Rondo was never a good shooter, whether from three or from the free throw line. He was actually like a 50 or 60% free throw shooter, which is weird. Uh, but he's always been a high IQ player, great playmaker. He's really good at rebounding as well. That's why I really enjoyed it because if, I used to play basketball before I tore my ACL. I, I, I like to play, you know, for fun, uh, competitively. I, I wouldn't say I was good enough to make any like sort of high school, like varsity. I mean, I played varsity in high school, but my, our team wasn't in like a super competitive league. I, we were playing, you know, it's just regular, you know, we weren't playing against division one athletes that would become division one athletes, etc. But I like to play and I was, a, I'm a, I, I can't shoot, but I can rebound and I can, I feel like I am a pretty good passer. So I really modeled my game a lot after Rajon Rondo. Uh, of course, Vince Carter is my favorite player, but Rondo, man, what a, what a guy, dude. He, especially game six, he killed it. And I, what did I tell you? Did I, didn't I tell you on this podcast? Rondo needs to have two good games in the finals and the Lakers are going to win the championship. I'm pretty sure I went on record by saying that. And he had a killer game one and a killer game six. That's two games and they won. What did I tell you, bro? <laughs> and he's the first, no, no. Okay. So they say he's the first player to win a championship for both the Lakers and the Celtics. But then I was on Reddit. Supposedly, there's another player. His name escapes me right now. I think from the 50s or the 60s who won with the Boston Celtics and the Minneapolis Lakers. So if you count that. But if we're going to count Los Angeles, he's the first one to do it. Congrats to Rondo. Incredible, incredible game six from him. And he's just like he's one of my favorite Rajon Rondo like moments. You can go on YouTube if you're not a basketball fan. But if you are, you might remember this. I forgot. I think it was against... Hmm. Maybe the heat? I don't remember. Just look it up. He dislocated his arm or his shoulder and he kept playing and then he got a steal and he used just one hand to push the ball forward 
and then take it in for, I think he dunked it. It's just one of the most gutsy plays I've ever seen, and it just made you respect it, respect how he plays. Because if you've ever seen me play basketball, I don't know if any of you who listen to this ever played basketball with me growing up. I'm a pretty hustle player. Like I die. I'm the one. I'm the guy who dives her balls during pickup games. You know, no one really dives her balls in pickup games because it's not doesn't mean anything. But I dive for I dive for balls. You know, sounds bustos, right? <laughs> I dive for balls. I I box out on rebounds. I box out hard. I run hard on defense, even though I'm not the best defensive player. Uh, I set a lot of screens. I set a lot of back screens. I, I make my hard cuts to the basket if I have to. I feel like I play hard because I, I lack a lot of athletic talent. I'm not athletically gifted at all, like zero. I'm not. I was never born like I, I can't jump high. Uh, I'm not a good like shooter, for example. Like I'm not a good basketball shooter. But everything that I lack lack in skill, I made up for in effort, and I think. That is really a, even though Rondo has a lot of skill, I'm not saying he's not skilled, but I really, I really admire players who play hard, even if they're not the best players or the most talented. If they play hard, you'll get my respect. Uh, not just NBA, just people who I've played with before who try hard. I like it a lot. So congrats to Rajan Rondo. Other storylines: Anthony Davis has now won a championship in the NCAA as a college player. He's won a gold medal. And he's won an NBA championship. The only other player, I believe, to do that is Michael Jordan. So, Anthony Davis, congratulations. After years of being on mediocre New Orleans teams, he finally won a championship. Good for him. He was a beast on defense and offense as well. Like, he's just really good. Uh, the only thing about Anthony Davis, he scares me when he plays because he every time he he jumps and lands, I always think he's going to break his fucking knees or his or his ankles or, his, or he's going to cramp up or something he just he's so injury prone they're so lucky that he didn't get hurt really bad because he, he he took some tumbles and he would he got hurt a lot during the series but he it wasn't anything that, that took him out of the games which is good thankfully for that there's one there's one game i think game five i thought he tore his achilles for a few moments because he he it was a non-contact injury so congratulations to Anthony Davis. Frank Vogel, the coach uh, who was eliminated by LeBron a few times when he was coaching for the Pacers. Congratulations to him. Uh, great coach, by the way. I mean, he was able to manage all the rotations. He made them into a defensive team. So big ups to uh, Coach Frank Vogel. Other stories. J.R. Smith is fun. Kyle Kuzma is now a champion. Mr. Hot Guy Kyle Kuzma, who I think the Lakers need to get rid of soon. Danny Green. Uh, has won uh, a championship with three different teams now. The Spurs, he won last year with the Raptors, and he won this year with the Lakers. So congrats to Danny Green. Ah, oh, man, what other storylines are cool? There was a funny moment. Quinn Cook, who plays for the Lakers, uh, J.R. Smith was on Instagram Live. After the championship, they were on the bus, and they forgot Quinn Cook at the stadium. Quinn Cook actually went on J.R. Smith's Instagram and said, you win a championship and I got to walk home. WTF. It was so funny. They left him. <laughs> they left him at the arena, bro, after they won the championship. Quinn Cook. Uh, who else is on that Raptor, uh, on that Lakers team? Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother, Costa, is on that team. So he's won a championship before his brother, even though he didn't play any minutes in the playoffs. Jason Kidd, assistant coach for the Lakers, now has another NBA ring to add to his 2011 Dallas Mavericks championship as a player um who else man 
I, I don't know. Oh, and of course, the Kobe storyline, you know, doing it for Kobe Bryant. That was nice. Uh, there are actually videos, if you look online, of people in L.A. chanting, Kobe, 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 after the Lakers championship. So that was that was pretty nice. I mean, it's it's a nice little full circle story. You know, the tragedy of Kobe Bryant, the fucking pandemic, them playing in the bubble. Uh, you know, some people are discounting this championship as like a, you know, there's an asterisk, 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 asterisk on it because it wasn't played with fans in the stadium. I don't know, man. I don't think so. I mean, this is high level. If, if you watched any of the playoff games in the bubble, this was high level basketball, man. Like they, it was insane. If you watch any of the Denver games, that was high level basketball. It was really good basketball. So, you know, the Lakers really deserve this win. And uh, let's go to LeBron James. Okay, LeBron James. You know that video? LeBron James. LeBron James has won his fourth title. He also won finals MVP unanimous voting for your finals MVP because people were debating, will it be LeBron? Will it be Anthony Davis? Without question, LeBron James. I think I said that last week. I said there's no way LeBron James is not winning finals MVP if they win the championship. So congrats to LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James had a great speech he was saying i uh, just i t- retweeted it on my twitter but just go on youtube and search like finals mvp speech lebron james 2020 he said he said something uh not verbatim but yeah the uh, genie bus who's the owner of the lakers genie bus wants her respect rob palinka who's the general manager wants his respect the lakers nation wants their respect and he said it like this and i want my damn respect too oh it was such boss shit man because LeBron gets hated, I, and I talked about it on the podcast a few episodes ago. LeBron gets so much hate, and and I, I understand because he's really good, and he finally fucks up other people's teams. Of course, you'd be mad at him, but there's no way you cannot respect LeBron James' game. That man is l- literally—I I don't think it's—it's—it's outlandish it's, it's, uh, 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 to say it. He's legendary. He's so fucking good. He's 36 years old, 35. He just won his fourth championship while leading the Lakers in almost every statistical category. He, I think he almost averaged a triple-double in the finals. The man is a an animal, dude. Congratulations to LeBron James. He's now 4-6 and six in the NBA Finals. I talked about it last week. I don't want to dive into it. But, you know, if he didn't go up against those fucking stacked-ass Warrior teams, he'd probably be like, four, you know, if let's say he never played those. He might be, he'd probably be like three and two. <laughs> but congratulations, man. Congratulations to LeBron, to the Lakers. Um, and what a, what a great ending to the NBA season. Like, I love basketball. I fucking love watching basketball, NBA basketball to be specific. You know, it's just something that, and I, you know what? I lost a little bit of a love for the game because most of my favorite players retired. But there's so many next generation players that, kind of make me hopeful for the future of, of watching basketball for me. You know, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Jokic, uh, to some extent, like Russell Westbrook, and, and, and all those, you know, even with Kevin Durant still in the in the fold once he gets healthy, Kyrie Irving, you know, Flat Earthers, Rejoice, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, the fucking Flat Earther. Uh, LeBron James probably still has three years in him. Anthony Davis is still playing like a beast. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many 
players and just watching basketball is just so fun. It's just it's just in my blood, dude. I guess because we're Pinoy, right? We love that shit. But if you if you if there's anything that you take from this podcast, if you're not a basketball fan, like I told you, just pick a team, pick a team that's in last place. And follow them and just wait for them to rise up in the ranks. Cause eventually teams will rise and fall. I promise you, you're just, you're gonna love it. Just learn, like, learn your team. You don't even have to know the other players. Just know, learn the stars on your team. Find players that you enjoy and you will be affected emotionally. Like, let's say a favorite player from, from your team gets traded. You will get emotionally affected by that shit. I, I know when Vince Carter, who's actually became a journeyman, he, cause he was on the Raptors, he, he was on the Nets for a good amount of time, then he went to Orlando, Orlando, he went to Phoenix, Phoenix, he went to Dallas, I think, then Dallas, he went to mm, Sacramento, Sacramento to Memphis, something like that, then he went to the Hawks, but you know, you, you really develop a connection, and that's the beauty of sports. That's why the only shame about the bubble was that there were no fans, live fans, because imagine celebrating that moment. As a fan in the stadium with your favorite team winning the championship, sports are fucking incredible. And I'm so glad that we have it back. I mean, we have an opportunity to watch it. So it's going to be crazy for next season. I don't know if they're going to have fans in the arenas or are they going to go back into the bubble. I mean, it's going to be a while till we see. It's going to be till next year when the season starts. So I wonder how they're going to do it. Are they going to restart the season uh, in like February? I mean, I don't know how long the off season is normally. I forget because normally it ends in what June. I forget. I don't really remember. I don't know how long the off season is gonna be, but we are so ha- we are so blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed to have watched high level basketball during this pandemic. I really miss sport, dude. The the pandemic fucking sucks, and just any sort of entertainment. Outside of Netflix and, and Call of Duty is welcome. And I'm so happy. I'm so glad I paid for NBA League Pass. Like, I didn't have to search, search any illegal streams. I was able to watch it. Clear HD quality. No fucking lag. No spinning circle. Ah, what a trip, man. Thank you to NBA Basketball. Thank you to all the entertaining games. Thank you to Denver Nuggets for all those great, awesome games that I watched of you guys. Thank you to Donovan Mitchell for all those, you know, 50 point performance. Russell Westbrook and, and, and James Harden for the entertaining games that I watched for you guys. I watched a lot of games and it was just, ah, man, it really sport. I never really appreciated basketball until we lost it. So I'm so happy. And what a great way to end the season, right? I think we can all agree, unless you're a Heat fan. Shout out, by the way, to the Heat fans. I talked about it in Halalo, so I'm not going to delve too much into it. But shout out to Jimmy Buckets, Tyler Hero, uh, you know, Eric Spolstra, who, who, after they lost the coach of the Heat, he actually shed some tears before he could answer some questions. That just shows the passion that that man has. What a good looking guy, right? He's almost 50 years old. He looks like that. He's fit. He's guapo clear skin one can only dream one can only dream just google him if you don't know eric spolstra what a good looking man all right uh moving on moving on i know i probably lost most of you <laughs> but if you're still here uh let's talk about stuff that i watch i talked about it on uh hala hala mix 90 but i gotta stress it again in case you don't listen to hala hala alita battle angel I watched it for the first time. That movie is so fucking good, guys. Alita Battle Angel. I don't think it's on Netflix. Dude, it's so freaking good. I don't know why. Because when I watched the trailer, I was like, that kind of looks kind of 
ass. It looks kind of whack. Uh, plus, Alita's character design was kind of creepy. But, dude, that movie is fantastic. Probably one of my favorites like that I've watched this year. So, if I watched it when it came out last year, it probably would have been in my top five. That movie is good. Add that to my list of surprise movies that I didn't think I would like. You know, add that to The Invisible Man. Great film, man. Jesus. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. Alita Battle Angel. So the story is of uh, Christopher Waltz, who you might know from Django Unchained, uh, Inglorious Bastards. He finds uh, like a robot body that he kind of reconnects with his daughter's something. Oh, no, no, sorry. He lost his daughter, so he kind of makes, you know, he brings this robot battle battle angel robot to life named Alita, who's named after his dead daughter. And it's just set in this futuristic world. It's kind of got that, uh, so there's a world under underneath, and then like there's a, a, a city in the sky where all the rich people live. Think of it as like, it's got elements of Hunger Games, so district, so they're like living in District 12, and then District one where all the rich people are is in the sky, something like that. And then there's a, you know how how Hunger Games has has uh, snow, President Snow. So in this one, it's played by Eric Nort, Edward Norton, who plays the guy. I forgot the name of the villain. He doesn't talk actually in this in this movie, at least not himself. He he talks via another person. So they they have that kind of thing going for it. It's it's a dy- it's a dystopian futuristic sci-fi movie. And it is, the action scenes are fucking so good. Oh my fucking god, that movie is so freaking awesome. Uh, there's like a roller ball, like a roller derby, uh, element to the game or to the movie. And it's so cool. It's so good. I don't, I cannot stress that movie is so awesome. The fight sequences are cool as fuck. The storyline's pretty entertaining. Uh, I, I just cannot recommend that movie enough. It's probably one of my favorite movies of, of last, of, of which came out last year, but it's my favorite, one of my favorites that I've watched this year. Uh, you know, if people ask me, what have you watched this year that you liked? It's gotta be Cobra Kai, The Invisible Man, Alito Battle Angel. Like, those are the three things that stick out in my mind right now. I cannot stress that movie enough. It's so good. So good, dude. Uh, I also finished Modern Family Season 11. Don't ask me how I got it. <laughs> it was good. Uh, I'll just share my thoughts on it without spoilers because I know a lot of you haven't seen it yet. I thought they rushed the ending. It still gives you an emo- – there's still an emotional weight, especially if you watched all 10 seasons prior. I just felt like it was a little rushed the last like 40-minute episode because it's like an extended two-part episode, 40 minutes long. I thought they could have tied it. I feel like the last two episodes actually they rushed it a little bit. So Sana they 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 let it play out a little longer so that you could really feel the weight of it. Everyone saying goodbye cuz you know there's got to be a goodbye. I'm not going to tell you how or who says goodbye. But there's a goodbye, you know, cuz it ends. They have to give you some sort of closure to the story. But Modern Family season 11, I'm really happy that I got to finish it. And what a ride it's been as well. Like, that's really cool. They bring things full circle, too. Uh, I think they did a pretty good job. There are a couple, like, side characters that were not present that I thought, you know, we would, I would have been nice, would have been nice to see them once again. Uh, but of course, not really important if you have all the main cast there. 
So Modern Family 11, Alita Battle Angel. I rewatched a fantastic movie that I feel like I now have to, you know, when, when people ask me, what are your favorite movies of all time? Easy to say Die Hard. But now that I've been watching a lot of movies and rewatching a lot of movies during quarantine, I feel like I could make a solid top 10 list. I don't know what would go in there, but I know for sure Die Hard would go in there. Die Hard. Uh, up in the Air is probably up there as well. I don't know. It might be like number 10. Up in the Air, which I recommended a few weeks ago or a few day, a few episodes ago. But I got to add another one for sure that is in there. It's called Midnight in Paris, starring Owen Wilson. The soundtrack, the, the humor, uh, and... Just like the parallels of, of his, you know, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, like the parallels of his real life and like how he's a romantic and he's like a, he's like a dreamer and he wishes he was, he feels like he was born at the wrong time. He, he probably could have grown up in a different era. It's so good. Midnight in Paris. It's not on Netflix, unfortunately. Uh, the story is he's this writer. He's in Paris with his fiance played by Rachel McAdams. And they, you know, you can obviously tell that him and his fiance are not really vibing in terms of how they, they want to see their future. And Owen Wilson, one night, he takes a walk and at midnight, a car comes and picks him up and he's transported back to like the 1940s or 20, I forgot what era. He's transported back, you know, several decades and he meets famous, uh, real life. I mean, he meets famous people from that time that were actually real life people. So, uh, Gertrude Stein, uh, Ernest Hemingway, uh, a bunch of people that you probably might have heard of or, or in, you know, some, some people that you've probably seen in the history books. It's really good. Really good. It's such a great movie. Midnight in Paris. I cannot recommend that movie enough. And what, funny enough, how I watched that movie, cause it's not typically the kind of movie that I would, would be like, oh, I really want to watch that. It's a Woody Allen movie, by the way. Uh, that's just a side note. But, I, you know, the reason why I watched it is because I worked in a movie theater. So I, I came in early to work one day. And, you know, we get free free movies. So I was probably maybe three hours early. And I was looking for something to watch. I forgot what movies were, were, were in around that time. But I had probably already seen all the popular movies. You know, whether it be Avengers or, I don't know, Iron Man 2. I don't know what, what came out around that time of Midnight in Paris. And I decided, oh, fuck, I'm just going to sit in this movie called Midnight in Paris and probably fall asleep to it. Because, you know, it's dark in there. There's air conditioning. It's more comfortable than our break room. It's not smelly. So I went in there and, uh, you know, I, I thought I would just doze off. But I was I was pleasantly surprised. And that movie was so good. Like, it's one of those movies that I was pleasantly surprised with. Going into it knowing nothing. Like, I knew nothing. I didn't even know who starred in it. Owen Wilson is great in it. He's 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 funny, but he's not like uh, doofy doofus funny. You know how if you've ever watched Shanghai Nights or Shanghai Noon, he's kind of a playboy, very very uh, um, very loud, boisterous. In this one, he's he's kind of just it's like subtle humor. It's so good, such a great movie, and I know a lot of you uh, have have really taken my recommendations to heart so if you liked all the stuff that i recommended in the past i i i guarantee i'll give you the jc tevez of the best guarantee you are going to enjoy midnight in paris it's so good such a great movie uh i also watched that american murder the family next door on netflix what a fucked up like it's based on a true story what a fucked up thing right you said what a fucked up did i talk about it last week well if you haven't seen it 
you know, if you find when you when you find out who 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 done it, it's fucking insane. You're just like, God damn it. Can you just, you know, can you just not murder your wife and kids, please? Oh, duh, I already spoiled it. Ah, sorry, 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 sorry. I spoiled it for you guys. Sorry, <laughs> dummy. I was trying to, sh- I was trying to make it like, oh, I'm so sorry. I spoiled it. If you haven't seen it, that's my bad. You could stop listening to me forever. Fuck. Sorry, sorry. Well, okay. Now you know, right? It was the husband. <laughs> it's always the husband, bro. Men are trash. Um, I think I've gone on long enough, right? This has been probably 30 minutes. I talk a lot about the NBA final, but that's all I really, that's on my mind today. Please, uh, listen to Halo Halo. Oh, oh, my smart lights. I talked about it in Halo Halo show, so listen to that, but I highly recommend the smart lights. It's fucking awesome. Just make sure you don't have 5G internet connection. Like, you have to have a regular, I think most people have regular Wi-Fi, so as long as you don't have 5G Wi-Fi, whatever that is, because I have two. I have a regular Wi-Fi and I have a 5G Wi-Fi on my router. I don't know why. So as long as you're not connected to the 5G router, it's it's uh, it's perfectly fine. Uh, I'll put the link to it, by the way, in this podcast description. If you want to buy it, I think it's right now. It's on sale. It's like 800 per bulb. So it doesn't give you any discount. It just gives me and Rika a referral fee. So I mean, even though Rika hasn't referred it, we did plug it on Halo Halo. It's great. It's really great. Like it's just so fun. There's so many color combinations. You could set timers. You could set presets. You could use Siri to control it. It's just everything that you could dream of in 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 making a smart home. You know, your home smarter. That does it. I'm actually watching. Uh, well, yesterday I watched uh, a little bit of Almost Famous, but I didn't finish it. I'm rewatching it. Uh, good movie so far. I mean, I've seen it before, but if you haven't seen Almost Famous, it's one of those coming of age movies, and I think I think you would really enjoy it as well. It's probably not making my top ten, but it's 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 good. It's good. A little battle angel though. Come on, watch that shit. Find a way. Find a way. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Hala, or yeah, follow Halala Show. Follow me, Tevez of the Best. Follow me, my my personal. I posted some throwback vlogs on there as well. Just a lot of content for you to consume. My face and my voice, right? That's what you're here for, right? My face and my voice, bro. Kapal. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll catch you all on Friday. I told you I'm being consistent and. uh Oh, yeah, I'm learning Japanese, but I talked a lot about that on Halo Halo. So I'll talk more about it probably on Friday. Okay? Take it easy, and I'll catch you all. Say it with me. Later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.